Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, I just recorded an interview with the great Ellery Ward talking about her, uh, her tour for her uh, Sondheim, indie Sondheim cover show. Tour uh, that she still has. Yeah, she has a number of stops coming up. One here in Orlando. She'll also be in Atlanta and then going over to having three nights at Pasadena as part of the Pasadena Play house as part of their uh their Sondheim festival this year she's also going to be in Ugh, I, uh, go. at, I know at Feinstein's of the Nico at San Francisco and in uh in Washington and also going to be back in New Jersey we talked about that talked about her whole kind of crazy rise to to fame uh being a part of miscast this year which is as she admits like kind of bonkers mm. and then I, I haven't told you this yet Ashley this is oh, going to be new news to you I love new on- news on Thursday, I've got another interview. Oh. Uh-huh. When it was pitched to me, I almost tried to like say, mm, I wonder if Ashley would want to do this one. But then I was okay. like, nah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Great. A good start. Uh, really good start to this episode. <laughs> it's, um, let's just say this. I missed you. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I feel like that's for the best, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I thought it might be a little uncomfortable if I let you interview Patrick Page. Cause... I mean, I wouldn't say uncomfortable, and I have been pitched Patrick Page interviews multiple yeah. times, as you are aware yes. from group texts. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like it's smart <laughs> professionally for you to do it. Yeah, so uh, it would be like this. I am uh, very mess. clearly a Patrick Page fan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Patrick Page uh, a little bit more yes, at the will, end of the always. episode. Um, but I'll be doing that interview later this week. So those two interviews with Ellery Ward and Patrick Page will be coming up here in the podcast feed in the coming Tell days. Him I love them. I will do that. Um, I will. I will. I will send the message to him and Page Page. Uh, yes, so that please she knows do. As well. We love Page Page. We too. love Page Page. So, all right, don't forget to head over to broadwayradio.com slash Patreon, patreon.com slash broadwayradio to hear all of those interviews before you hear them anywhere else. Let's get into the news. And this is something that kind of hits a lot of disparate loves of my life. But yesterday, the Ambassador Theater Group announced an exclusive three-year partnership with Bad Robot Live, which is the theater division of J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Productions. I have long been a fan, as many people have, of J.J. Abrams dating mm-hmm. back to, like, Felicity and uh, and Alias and, of course, Lost uh, mm-hmm. and so many other things he's been involved with, like the Mission Impossible franchises, Star Wars, Star Trek, done so many cool things. Uh, over his career. And now it looks like his company is going to be bringing some projects to Broadway. They are looking at some different types of way to bring shows not only to Broadway, but to London's West. And they will not necessarily be things that are based off of bad robot properties. Um, but they have been, you know, kind of working with some different things uh already one thing is going to be um liz kingman's critically acclaimed solo show called one woman show which recently had a sold out run at the ambassador theater group uh the ambassador theater in london um it was co-produced by bad robot live and they're going to bring the show to the u.s in 2023 um i have heard tell 
of the company's a pray tell of the company's first Broadway show, which is not public knowledge as of yet. But I will say that it is a show that has never been on Broadway to be a Broadway debut, Mm -hmm. but it will qualify in the revival category because it had a New York run more than five years ago now, probably closer to 10 years by the time this comes to Broadway. And it will reunite two Broadway stars together for the first time in about a decade. So I'm going to say, take with it what you will. It's a pretty uh, good teaser. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't give away too much. This wasn't one of the ones where I'm like, no, I think you're I'm safe. hinting at waitress and I'm saying the word pie and diner a dozen times. Um, yeah. So, but so this is, this is when you hear it, you'll know. Um, I think that's coming fairly soon. I don't think they make this announcement without having that announcement coming very soon as well. So keep an eye out for that. It's something that should be very exciting yeah. and something that'll be probably a pretty tough ticket to get for what I'm assuming will be a fairly limited run for a uh, for a Broadway musical. But exciting stuff. More on that later. I think this is cool, honestly. Yeah. Um, also, J.J. Abrams fan. I kind of put it in the same category as I, I think you and Grace talked about A24 and Cherry Lane the other day as far as off-Broadway yep. stuff goes. Um so, you know, I never know what to expect. You and I talked exactly. before we started recording about the show that is going to be coming, and I'm excited about that, should mm-hmm. it actually come. Um, but I do think that this opens a lot of opportunities and obviously wouldn't otherwise be there when you have someone who's as big as J.J. Abrams coming into yeah. – or not necessarily coming into, but really – planting his feet in New York theater space here. Yeah, because he's he was a producer on The Play That Goes Wrong and The Magic yeah. Show That Goes Wrong mm-hmm. over in London. Also, The Secret, which was um, like a magic show that I I feel like Oliver Roth might have been on that one uh, as well. But he also most recently was a producer on Oh God, A Show About Abortion that ran yeah. off Broadway. So like he has theater producing. Yeah, he's already in. Yeah, he's in. But like this is like the official consummation of like a new wing of his production company, which I think really bodes well for the future of what those projects will be like. Speaking of projects that I am very excited about that have a foot both in theater and in movies, the absolute star rise of Jonathan Majors is continuing to move forward unabated, not only as the villain in the upcoming MCU next two phases called the Kang uh, the Kang Dynasty uh, saga, the Kang saga, the multiverse saga. Jonathan Majors also just starred in the biggest sports movie ever in terms of opening weekend box office, Creed 3. And now oh, yeah. it, and now on uh, what is today, Tuesday, it was announced that he will be starring and he will produce a new film called The Understudy from Westbrook Studios and Amazon Studios. It'll be directed by Spike Lee. Um, they previously worked together on The Five Bloods. And this mm-hmm. one will be Amazing. about in it, uh, in the movie, Majors will play um, an actor who is an understudy in a Broadway show who finally finds a role that he's willing to kill for. Probably, I'm guessing, literally. Intent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is not to be confused with uh, Teresa Rebeck's The Understudy, which originally starred uh mark paul gosler of, of saved by the bell fame although not completely dissimilar some uh, some similar themes there but certainly no murder involved with that one um but it is uh something that's very exciting i i grace Love and i it. talk about sounds uh, right up my alley yeah grace and i talk about do the right thing all the time which is one of my top oh, two or three yeah. favorite movies of all time um she's 
done me a sketch from uh, from Do the Right Thing before that I have uh, hanging mm-hmm. on my wall. Um, so Spike Lee, Jonathan Majors, Broadway, I'm all here for it. No notes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Give it all. to me now. Yep. All right. Let's real quick talk about yet another project that has its roots in both film and is now on stage. And that is the world premiere production of the musical adaptation of the S.E. Hinton novel and Francis Ford Coppola film, The Outsiders. It features a book by Adam Rapp and music and lyrics by Jamestown Revival, which is a band featuring Jonathan Clay and Zach Chance, as well as Justin Levine. It is directed by uh, Danya Tamor, and it has its world premiere out of the La Jolla Playhouse. It is currently running. Um, And we have reviews, which is very exciting the show is um not exact like the, the the cast isn't a super well-known group of people that i thought it would be but uh it does have a lot of people who are on the rise and the reviews i think would seem to indicate that we would get this thing coming to new york eventually maybe yeah we'll see i mean that has always felt like the plan now it's always kind of uh, at least what I've seen has been titled as a Broadway-bound yeah. show. Yeah, and the yeah. reviews seem to indicate that the that the bones of a Broadway-worthy show are there. Alexis Soloski, writing for the New York Times, said, quote, The Outsiders, despite its considerable appeal, can't yet bear too much reality. Awkward, yearning, fast on its feet, the show, like the adolescence it describes, is still trying on various identities. If The Outsiders means to steer its muscle cars towards Broadway, which it should, further development will almost certainly smooth these variances in focus and approach. Even now, such discord has a way of receding when the youthful, gifted performers are freed to do what they do best, to move and to sing. This is a story about conflict, internal and external, but it also allows in songs such as Great Expectations and Stay Gold for luxuriant and surprising concordance. For the hopeless, for the loveless, for the misunderstood, which is all of us, greaser and sock, young and old, Outsiders offers the promise of harmony. Charles McNulty, writing for the, for the Los Angeles Times, said, quote, The musical versions of The Outsiders lets the music by Jamestown Revival and Justin Levine guide the storytelling. The score has a folk rock sound that seems completely natural to the story without locking it into a specific time period. The production, directed by Danya Tamor, is impressively original despite being lumpy in places and incoherent in others. Adam Rapp takes small yet noticeable liberties with the novel, adding humanizing dimensions to some of the characters in an effort to be less schematic. He's not as tough as Hinton. The violence is made real, even when it's stylized in the kinetic battle scene in the second act. He goes on to talk a little bit about the choreography from Rick and Jeff Kupperman as well, uh, but seem to enjoy it overall. The last review I'll dive into is from Pam, Pam Cragen from the San Diego Tribune. She said, quote, La Jolla Playhouse's The Outsiders is a faithful, tuneful, and muscular homage to, to the classic 60s tale. It successfully blends the best of the book and the movie in a richly detailed story for teen and adult audiences. It reveals its characters' thoughts through song lyrics that feel authentic to the book while still delivering a cinematic-style visual punch with muscular choreography and, yes, a dazzling rumble in the rain. With a few tweaks, this musical could be Broadway-ready, and with its unique look and sound, it could carve its own path, both with fans of the book and newcomers to the story. So it sounds like, to me, this is like the types of reviews that you want to get out of town. Like if a lot of times, a lot of times we see these out of town tryout reviews that are like, it's amazing. It's going to be great. And then, but it, 
like everyone who sees it, who really understands what they're looking at knows that's probably not the case. So to have, sure. to have like really credible reviewers say, this is good. It could be it, better. It needs work. Yeah. And it will probably get the work and has a road ahead of it. But the destination should at least be Broadway at some point. And those are nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. Very good thing. And I think a lot of people will be anxious to see what happens with this. I don't know that it would do another out of town tryout, but it could definitely see some workshops and labs and stuff before debuting in New York at some point. Yeah, in the future. I think so. All right, let's real quick run through some show and casting announcements. Yesterday, Lincoln Center Theater announced that it would present the New York premiere of a new play called Flex, written by Candris Jones. It'll be directed by the great Liliana Blaine Cruz, and it'll begin performances on June 23rd with an opening of July 20th at the Mitzi Newhouse Theater. The show tells the story of a girls' high school basketball team in Arkansas, set in 1997. The women of Lady Train Team are inspired by the successes of the WNBA, and with aspirations of going pro, they must first navigate the pressures of being young, black, and female in rural Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Love that one. Um, mm-hmm. Also announced on Tuesday, Anthony Rapp's new solo musical "Without You" will now extend through June 11th at New York or at New World Stages. It, of course, is based on his New York Times best-selling memoir "Without You," same name. It was originally slated to close on April 30th, but will continue to play uh, into mid-ish June. I awesome. feel like as long as Anthony doesn't have other things to do. Like just he could probably forever. just do it forever. <laughs> yeah. And even if he does yeah. have to go shoot something, like if he's got Star Trek commitments or something, um, take a little break. Yeah, take a little Put break. Put something come back. else in the space and yeah. then come back to it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I, I think good it, for him. Yeah, like I think this is great. I feel like there's always going to be an audience for this, especially at New World stages. When the I'm not sure which house it's in, but like it's not like he's got to sell twelve hundred seats a night. You know, you get there's yeah. enough people who love Anthony Rapp that will cycle through New York if he's doing this on a regular basis. So totally excited about that. And give more people who wouldn't have otherwise got the opportunity to cycle through New York a chance yeah. to see it as well. Absolutely. And some of us that are already here that haven't yeah. gotten a chance to see it yet. Yeah. New World Stages yeah. is, you know, it's not, not in the theater. It's a little further off the theater district. You got to, you know, go a little way. I mean, not really. It's right no, off the sea trade, which is what I need. So easy. I have no excuse. Yeah, exactly. They've made it just for me, even though I'm technically on the A train, but it's an easy transfer. <laughs> good good to know. I appreciate that. Thanks. Um, welcome. Speaking of, of you must take the A train, uh, Hamilton will return Fact. to Puerto Rico this June with a two-week run and a benefit performance. Um, this will be the Angelica tour, and they will perform there June uh, 13th through June 25th. Additionally, though, Lin-Manuel Miranda and the, his entire family will be there for a benefit performance on Friday, June 16th to raise funds for the Hispanic Federation and the Flamboyant Arts Fund. The special guests involved, in addition to Lynn and his family, will be Christopher Jackson, Renee Lee Goldsberry, and Leslie Odom Jr. Um, heard of them. Heard of them. Leslie Odom Jr., I'm seeing... On Sunday night, instead of watching the Oscars, I did not realize that concert oh, until after I purchased the tickets. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm seeing him in concert. Uh, so that will be fun. Uh, last thing in this section, this is something that will probably excite very few people listening to this, but excited me tremendously when I got this casting announcement. All right, and I'll check uh, my phone then, I guess. Well, I'll explain why. <laughs> 
Chicago has announced the latest star to join uh, the production as Roxy Hart. Making her yeah. Broadway debut will be actress and singer Olivia Holt. She will do a planned eight-week run from April 10th through June 4th. Very excited because that means I will be in town and I will definitely be seeing this. Olivia Holt has done a bunch of like Disney Channel stuff early in, in her career. Like I guess something mm-hmm. called Kicking It and I, I Didn't Do It, which I don't know what those are. I first became aware of her Fitting on a show Chicago. called Yeah. I became aware of her on a show called Cloak and Dagger, which is a was a Marvel show that ran on Freeform. Yeah. If I had to be like pinned down, I would say Cloak and Dagger is my favorite superhero show of this recent oh. era, other than WandaVision, which I love with all my heart. I was gonna uh, say, yeah. She was great. Her and Aubrey Joseph, uh, who played Tyrone Johnson, he is Cloak. She played Tandy Bowen, who plays Dagger, um, who are two titular. iconic. Yes, the titular Cloak and Dagger, um, who are two like iconic uh, Marvel superheroes. Uh, I thought it was great. It was really, really interesting. I enjoyed it tremendously. Gloria Rubin was on it. Andrea Roth, JD Evermore. Um, it was a really good show. It only ran for two seasons on Freeform before it was canceled, but that makes me really excited. I, I, she's released some music, but I don't, I don't know any of her music. So I think she has. I was just say. I don't know anything about her, um, but I'm excited for you. Thank you. Congratulations. And congrats to her. Yeah. Even she, more so. In 2017, she hit number one on the US dance chart with a song called Generous. So, yay. Maybe I've heard it. It's, yeah. it's, it's impossible to know. Yeah. I, yeah. No idea. No idea. <laughs> uh, but I will be there. I will be going. And I love that Chicago has Monday night shows so I can slip that in as the, uh, the otherwise off night. So, Setting stuff. about that. All right, lastly, let's talk about the thing that has been setting theater Twitter abuzz on Tuesday, and that is the trailer for season two of Schmigadoon, probably also known as Schmicago for a lot of folks. The trailer on everybody's lips. Oh, well done. Well done. Yeah, Um, you missed the op. I did. Really should have done that one. But um, this is... Season two of the show that we all kind of fell in love with to varying degrees um, after the, its original season. This new one will start airing on Apple TV Plus on April 5th with the first two episodes and then six episodes uh, in total all the way through May 3rd. Rejoining the cast will be pretty much everybody from season one. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Cecily Strong, um, Ariana DeBose, Martin Short, Dove Cameron, Jaime Camille, Kristen Chenoweth, Alan Cumming, Anne Harada, Jane Krakowski, and Aaron Tveit. Joining season two will be the great Titus Burgess and the aforementioned Patrick Page. True, um, true. In the trailer, we see everything from like Cheno and Alan Cumming as like Sand- uh, Stephen, um, uh, Sweeney Todd characters. One of them, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Aaron Tveit doing hair, a bunch of people doing like Chicago yeah. and cabaret stuff in there. So definitely taking it to the next era of of musical theater following you know that rogers and hammerstein vibe from season one um i'm excited like i didn't love season one and we talked about it we thought it was very uneven like i thought the back half when ari and jaime kind of became bigger parts of the season like that's when i thought it actually worked really well and i wish they would have focused on that the whole season yeah um so i'm interested to see how they how they um, have learned from that. I've interviewed um, Cinco Paul, who is the creator and writer, as well as Anne Harada, um, about it on here before. And um, 
We'll see. I'm excited. Uh, the trailers, I think, are the um, the screeners are up on Apple TV Plus. I haven't watched them yet, so oh yeah, I got a uh, contact. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited about this. Uh, the trailer, I really, really enjoyed. Have you watched it yet? I haven't because I was busy watching History of the World Part Two, of course. So everything else has gone second to that. Um, but first of all, I will say, you know, we've talked about the series pretty extensively yeah. season one and I, I will say I think what I said then is that I think it's a very difficult series to both make and to market and I think they did a really good job so what I'm hoping for this is that they've found their footing a little better I think it's a great era of musicals to get that grasp better because I think you have more to play with I'm excited and the you know the screenshots that I saw from the trailer because I haven't sat like I said and watched the trailer yet but I have seen the images from it it looks fun I'm excited I did. I yeah. I see, you know, it obviously has its highs and lows, but I think overall it's just a fun series and I'm looking forward to the second season. Chicago, baby. Chicago. I'm sure we will talk about it quite a bit when it debuts yeah. here in less than a month. All right, everybody, that's all that we have. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you other than Mel Brooks's <laughs> world? Yeah, obviously, but Instagram. No, this is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful hump day, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>